Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Riding Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And today we're going to continue our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider with episode 6 of season 1, The Deadly Chameleon. It was written by Masuru Iragami and directed by Ataru Arita, and it aired on May 8th, 1971. So all the way back at the start. Yep. So, uh, I mean, they're pretty much Monster of the Week, but do you remember what happened in the last episode? You know, it kinda, I mean, it's been a while since it recorded. Yeah, so. we took a short break because of some stuff. He went to Japan. Yeah. So welcome back. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen him in in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> Just so showing yeah, off all my kit, but yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I, I remember um, the gist, but I feel like it's going to be like starting all over almost with how long it's oh, been. Oh yeah. That, speaking of which, I totally forgot. We normally start with saying like something we've been doing. doing. Yeah. Do you have uh, any? Anything you've been like watching or reading in the past? Um, recently, I watched uh, Kingdom. Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, was that the? It was like early two thousand. No, no, no. Kingdom. Um, this this is the Korean. Oh, not the anime. Uh, no, 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 not okay. the anime. Not okay. the anime. The uh, the it's a Korean. Um, I don't even know if I want to call it a drama, but I suppose that's what it is. But it's on Netflix right now. No. And it's essentially zombies. Okay. Mixed in with a little bit of. I feel like it's gonna come out to be like Chinese hopping vampires but like a take on it which are basically zombies but anyway yeah no it's a it's a pretty good show they just came out with season two so I rewatched season one you know as we do you and I we continue <laughs> yeah start <laughs> all over very start which is one of the reasons why we try to wait till something's done to watch it so that we don't have to watch it nine times exactly and yeah and the, sh- the series is really good I was watching season two I was thinking there's no way that they're, they're going to be able to continue this and then now there's a season three coming I'm like all right I'm still on board let's do this uh if you ever get a chance, you should watch Kingdom, the anime. Okay. It is an example of early isekai, mm-hmm. and early isekai was about girls being transported to other worlds, like yeah. Escaflone and Inuyasha right. and stuff. I've seen both of those. Uh, but Kingdom is like that, but it's more serious, if I remember correctly, mm. about it. It was also more uh, Three Kingdoms. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so whenever you say Kingdom, I remember that. And I think it's early 2000s. I actually think I've read some of this. Yeah, I think it was manga too. If it was based if it was based on the Three Kingdoms. Yeah. Yeah, I, that actually sounds very familiar. Yeah. But like Japanese school girl gets thrown back and she has magic powers and stuff like that. Right, as, as uh, is tradition. Yeah. Um, for me, speaking of what, how we like to wait till things are done, I totally went the opposite direction and started reading a manga that is only 20 chapters in. Ugh. I did that once, and I deeply regret it, because now I waited so long for it to be finished, I don't even remember what it was called, so I'm going to have to go through, like, everything ever. <laughs> so I'm reading uh, Spy X Family. Okay. Have you heard about this at all? No. Okay. So the setting is sort of, with, like, the serial numbers filed off, uh, communist Germany. Okay. Uh, Cold War Germany in, like, e- eastern Germany. Oh, on the other side of the wall. So, uh... East-West Cold War stuff going on. Okay, okay. So it, the story follows this, initially follows this spy who's master of disguise, best spy, Twilight. Okay. And basically any mission he's given, he can complete. I'm hoping that's his code name and not his real name. His, 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 his code name <laughs> is Twilight. He okay. doesn't have a real name. Okay, he's that, oh, he's a big time spy. Yeah. So um, he's been like a spy since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, and his mission this time is to... Secure world peace <laughs> by getting uh like close and having pe- ha- having the peace talks with these higher ups. Okay. The only way to do that is through their kids at a school. 
Um, okay, no, so you th- you're thinking, oh, he's going to become a teacher and stuff like that. No, no, he's going to start a whole family. He starts a okay. family. <laughs> and so he goes to a school. He goes to a, an orphanage to adopt a girl, to adopt a kid. And so he goes and he adopts this kid, and he chooses a kid, this girl, who is the results of experiments and is a telepath. Uh, okay, yeah, it's getting juicy. But, but she does, he doesn't know. But she knows that he's a spy, so she. But she's obsessed with espionage cartoons. Okay, so it just happened to be work. Okay, it's so out. she is all about helping with his mission and <laughs> and things like that. Uh, and he manages to get her in the into the school, and then he finds out that both parents are required for the interview. Uh, so now he has to go get fake married. So he has to go get fake married. So he stumbles across this lady at a shop who. Uh, because the girl uh, can like read her mind, knows that this lady is an assassin, a hired kill- contract killer, S- highly skilled but fakes working at an office. And because they're in this communist uh-huh. Germany, uh, she is willing to fake a marriage to lower suspicion. Okay. To lower the – and she says, t- says to the guy, fake a marriage so that people don't think I'm a spy. Yeah, because being a spy back then, be, being yeah. she's like she's twenty seven and single is like suspicious. Uh huh. So yeah. so so they fake this marriage. So the family is a spy, a telepath, and an assassin <laughs> who don't. Uh, the only one who knows all of it is the girl. Yeah, it's the because she can read the minds, but the 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 spy husband doesn't know that the wife is an assassin, and the, the assassin w- doesn't know that, <laughs> yeah. and neither of them know that she's a telepath. <laughs> yeah. And uh, most recently, like the last couple of episodes, they just got a family dog who was a, a result of another experiment who can see the future. Oh, my God. <laughs> but doesn't but just sees the future. And the girl is able to read his mind and see the future, mm. but is not able to like talk to the dog right, or something right, right. like that. So it's actually it's really funny, but it's actually also really good about the dynamic of like what's a family. Uh huh. And uh, family's not just about blood. And, and um, Twilight's mission is his, 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 his goal is to, not his mission, but like his goal is like a person, is to make it so that kids don't cry anymore. Because he oh, was a child, when he yeah. was a child, his yeah. like family was bombed out. And He's never had, a, never had a childhood, really. And he, does, and he doesn't want another child to suffer the way he did. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's kind of like the whole Batman thing, but he's got to, but he's also got to, um, train his daughter the daughter because what it is is that uh for her to get on the level of the people that she needs to interact with Mm -hmm. she has to earn accolades okay but she has cheated her whole life at school yeah because she just reads the mind of the person who's the best in the class right and then just moves on (laughs) so it's all it's all these like comedy situations of him trying to get her to do it so it's 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 only like twenty five chapters in, but it's still a really yeah. good book. Uh, yeah, that seems like something I'll read when it's finished. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself through that. But yeah, so torment. that's what I've been reading. Is Spy X Family? I actually, um, I was just in a bookstore and saw it. I saw the the Japanese version of it, and I looked at it, and then I found out that it's on my uh, Shonen Jump app. Oh, there you go. That Shonen Jump app is so it's like two bucks a month worth every penny. <laughs> um, all of I found out that all of Tokyo Ghoul's on it. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? That's awesome. And uh, I'm catching up on my all my reading on that. That's really good. So, so anyways, so now the Deadly Grim Chameleon, Re- the Deadly Chameleon, season six or season one, episode six. Yeah, excuse me. So, can you give me a quick recap of any lingering plot threads from the last five episodes that? Uh, I don't know. Don't like. Don't spoil me. But just um, I. I don't think. I mean, if you know the 
general concept of Kamen Rider, I think that's about it. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, cause it, how did was the episode that we just watched the one that ended with? Okay, so they, there was the earthquake thing, and they were breaking the, the egg to. Yeah, there was the his friend who was his neighbor. Yeah, the scientist lady. And so I, I don't think she'll ever show up again. It's mostly because it was him walking down the stairs with her, right, or something. Yeah, like about that. the fact that he's really that episode is really about him realizing that he's no longer Hongo. Right. He's more common writer than Hongo. Right. He's not a human being. Yeah, because I remember there being a lot of uh, like weird, awkward plot holes and sort of I was ripping on that episode a little bit from. Uh, oh yeah, because it, 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 when when you watch it, you watch it back, you realize it's the plot holes are mostly her fighting, her conditioning. Yeah. Her not being really good. Mm-hmm. You think an organization that brainwashes everybody would be better at it? <laughs> um, I think so. <laughs> I did find out that there was a spoof show of Common Rider uh, called Common No Rider. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we going to cover that? I don't know. We might watch an episode of it or something. I've only found one episode that like exists that's been translated. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so the deadly chameleon. Uh, you you want to guess what the un- the enemy's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> A lobster. Um, it can also be translated to Grim Reaper chameleon. Okay. Shinigami chameleon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, deadly chameleon. It's kind of Sim- yeah, similar. synonymous. It helps uh, that I know what that Shinigami, what that means, so. Thanks, Bleach. Yeah, thank you, Bleach. <laughs> yeah. You're teaching us everything we need to know. You mean it's not Soul Reaper? Um, <laughs> R- Random Bleach thing. I guess they're coming out with new episodes. Yeah, they're going to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> which is what they should have done, because uh, how they do it with uh, My Hero is they do seasonal, uh-huh. which means that they're, they have, they have had a filler episode here or there. Yeah, but it's not like it was with Bleach or it's, Naruto. It's not or, Naruto, or it was yeah. 200 episodes of filler. Um, uh, so they don't do it. There's been, I think one, maybe two episodes of filler in, um, my hero. And one of them was, uh, was like written by the guy, I think, Mm. or it was his idea. Okay. Basically in the show, they had a internship and the manga followed just the main character's internship. And like, there was one episode that just followed another character's internship, (laughs) you know, so no big deal. Right. Um, Basically expanding on a one line that was said in the book. One line was said in the book. They were all talking about their internships, and one character says, oh, I fo- foiled a drug smuggling ring or something like that uh-huh. when I was in, in my internship. And what was the internship? And so that episode was that. Okay, yeah. So not too much, but I like the idea of seasons yeah. for it. Also means I can just wait till the 26th is over, watch the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah. That's actually how like uh, Demon Slayer's going. Mm-hmm. That's how Attack on Titan does it. Yeah, they've learned. Yeah, One Piece is still every week though. <laughs> well, they've got enough content, I guess. No, they're doing constant filler. Oh well, I mean that's one of those things. They have such a big world though. It's like you know, I don't know if you've watched the later. I I had to stop watching the anime and read then just read the manga because the episodes were I'm kidding you not twelve minutes long. Wow, because it was a three minute beginning, three minutes double the length of a normal intro. Uh huh recap show next time on and and i think i think they had an ending and yeah so it was maybe 10 12 minutes of content wow i can't can't do it no i i couldn't do it so i'm okay with reading 15 pages a week of manga right it doesn't take up that much time yeah but (laughs) so bad anyways okay so we are going to go watch the deadly chameleon episode six and we'll be back All right, we're back. Yep. So, uh, 
What'd you think of your first uh, two-part original Common Rider episode? Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, very interesting. Um, a lot of story packed in this one. Yeah, you probably uh, know it was a two-parter if you knew this title of the second episode, which is uh, Grim Reaper Chameleon Duel at Dual Site of World Expo. Okay, so yeah, that would have <laughs> been a, kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Well, that's cool, though. That means that the enemy doesn't just disappear in one episode like we've yeah. seen. Building a little bit more. Yeah. Um, It is nice to point out that we did watch this uh, legitimately. Yeah, it, there turns out that you can watch it with us now on Tubi. Yep. At least season one, not all you can, of them. You can watch it on Tubi, uh, the, the entire first season. So yeah. all eight, 89 episodes or 98 episodes of, C- of Common Rider, they just released it all at once. It was just a couple of days, uh, like a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, And so this is the first time the original Common Rider has been legally available in the United States. Yeah, we do it legit now. <laughs> For this one. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it'll 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 continue on. Uh, that would be really cool if we could just continue on the even if it's just uh, the Showa era, you know. Yeah. That would still be nice. Uh, the hard one will be V three because V three is the next one. Mm. But V three has it is one of the few things you can actually legitimately get the DVDs of. Okay. They're like a hundred dollars. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Yar. Like I said in episode one, there's only a couple of ways to actually get uh, legitimate common Rider stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can watch Common Rider Amazons on Amazon Prime, right? Which is not called Common Rider Amazons; it's called Amazon Riders. Yeah, but there you have it. Yeah, uh, because that was a common that was an Amazon Prime exclusive made in Japan, but it's available in all all areas. Um, you can get those Blu-rays and. Coming right out of the first and the next DVDs, which are both horrible movies, are <laughs> Amazing Suits. Yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible story. Uh, the second one, it's like a ring idol horror movie, but Common Rider and yeah, it's, it's a bad movie. Um, so those were the only ways. Now you can watch Common Rider, the original season of, series of Common Rider. You can do it on Tubi, or you can stream it straight from the Shout Factory website. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to have a YouTube channel, right, Toei? No, Toei is going to have a YouTube channel that's going to do old 70s tokusatsu. Mm-hmm. That's not Kamen Rider or Super Sentai or Ultraman. Okay. It's going to be, because there's tons of tokusatsu. I'm sure, show. yeah. So yeah. it's going to be things like Space Sheriff and a couple of other things. It's supposedly subtitled in English, too. Okay. Available everywhere except Japan. Hmm. Because you can legally buy it in Japan. Right. Um, and that's going to be the end of March, and they'll be, like, releasing new episodes every week. Okay. Um, I subscribe to the YouTube channel. And so this is a real big... Kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's a big Tokusatsu renaissance because it was Shout Factory TV brought it over. Shout Factory have been doing... Shout Factory does a lot of Blu- Blu-rays and DVDs of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that brought them to my attention is they were doing Super Sentai. Right. Um. And they were doing that because of the popularity of Power Rangers. They were doing like uh, they brought out uh, Zoo Ranger, which, which was what Mighty Morphin was based off. Mm. Um, and they've been doing progressive seasons then, then, and actually going back. And so, hopefully, they release DVDs of these com- of this Common Rider. Right now, it's just streaming, right? Um, because I totally buy the DVDs of it. <laughs> um, I don't even think I own a standard DVD player, but I totally buy these. I still buy I, the DVDs. Why not? I, I would have to like put it in my PS4 or something. <laughs> 
but just to support it so that they keep doing this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's all about the support. So. Oh, so anyways, yeah, I just, we had to bring that up because now uh, whenever I feel the urge to figure out what the heck has happened in the last six episodes, I can watch them whenever yes, I want. Don't skip ahead. But yeah, you can watch the ones. No, no, no I, I wouldn't do that to myself. But uh, you can show them to your friends and family. Uh, not the ones you'd want to because these are the really old ones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean. It's as a whole, Common Writer kind of is is really good for, but to show to quote unquote normal person, yeah. Um, uh, Kuga might be the best one because it's more yeah, drama. I feel like start off at least with the first episode. Like, I mean, it all depends yeah, yeah, yeah. on who you're talking to. Sure. Uh, the CG in double is the hard part to get past. It is, but then it gets good. The story is good in double, and then it the whole the hard part to get past in zero one is the toyetic nature oh, big of it. Time. Everywhere. I mean, double has that, but it's definitely taken to the nth degree with uh, yeah. Zero. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later. So, but right now <laughs> we're talking about episode six of Common yeah. Rider. It's funny. I, I said I've made uh, pirate noises twice now, and it starts off with a former Imperial Navy officer. Yeah. For the uh, Japanese, well, Navy, obviously. Um, it starts off at this. Uh, it's like an office of some sort. I forgot what it yeah, was. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name. It's one of those times I didn't write it down. I was kind of sad at myself. Suna something or other. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy's name. Yes. Oh, Sasuda. 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 So Sasuda something or other. Right. He, I think he's like a construction worker or an architect. I believe he is now, yeah. Yes, for how it was. Um, And uh, one of the things I wanted to point out is smoking. This guy was smoking because it's a 1970s show. Oh, yeah. Well, it has uh, some spooky outside stuff. The horror stuff, mm. the sounds, and it shows an outline of a, a, a kaijin, a uh, monster, because you can tell from the way it, wh- wh- the way the silhouette is. Right. Yeah. And it has the weird shocker noise. Of course. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's soccer. Soccer. The shocker creature noise that's appeared in a few episodes. Yeah. I don't know if it's a directorial choice. I remember trying to figure that out like two episodes of the series ago, but I don't think we ever did find a connection. Yeah. I. So I know for things like, so this guy, he directed the Plant Monster one. Uh-huh, which is and, the first time, or not the first time, but... Uh, and he also directed uh, the Batman one. Okay, so yeah, all three of those are the ones in my head, so there you have it. So when it comes to sounds, I've, um, I've, I've said on the podcast I'm, I'm a big classic Doctor Who fan, mm-hmm. and so I, I know a lot about the backstories and the making of and, and like that. Um the backstories, the behind the scenes, um, and how it was is that they had very limited technology. Yeah. So there was a reason why all the monsters in classic Doctor Who sounded the same because they only had around four sounds on a yeah, soundboard to ma- modular effects. That's the reason why the Dalek voices sound the way they do and the Cyberman voices sound the way they do because they only have so many effects. Mm. And even though this is the 70s, we we talked about it before how Japan was always farther behind on the uh, on the entertainment technology. Yes, um, uh, there's a whole reason why their video games got better and things uh, because of their language. But uh, we can talk about that another time. But so uh, there's the sound effect, and they had limited sound effects, so that's why a lot of sound effects sound the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I wanted to talk about the fact that like the fact that uh, the guy was smoking. Yeah. And. Like smoking is big no no now. Yeah, huge, especially huge especially in in America. It's even it's even getting bad in Japan. Um, it was a lot 
worse. Like smoking was a lot more accepted the last time I was there, but Mm -hmm. I was just over there and coming back. And because of the whole Olympic things, they're trying to clean that up. Yeah. And now it's illegal to smoke on the street. Oh, wow. See, I know it's like a a massive deal in India. Like almost every show or movie I've seen of India has this huge like three minute long thing at the very start of it every single time saying, hey, smoke is bad. Don't do it. Yeah. And uh, so I was wondering if that was like a common theme amongst, you know, farther, um, farther west in Asia or if it was just what I really like. I think it's Australia where the government dictates the packaging. No, sorry, far east. I don't know why the hell I said west. Uh, I think it's Australia, Australia or New Zealand, where the government controls the packaging of cigarettes. Uh, okay. And they literally put real pictures of tumors. Just so you don't know. Like heart, like total disgusting, like people ripped open tumors and like cancerous cells uh, on the packaging of cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, they're starting with the vaping is bad commercials now, so... Uh, there's barely any difference, really. But anyways, know, but, but anyways, uh, that's a whole other thing. But also, um, I think it's the Beatles album Abbey Road. Mm. You know about that one where it's the four of them walking across the street? Of course. Um, they digitally removed the cigarette that was in one of their hands. Oh, in Japan? No, in, in like in the West. Oh, wow. You can't buy the original cover anymore. They digitally removed that. Now, in Japan, they've, uh, smoking's still really big, but you have to do it in a smoking area yeah, now. Yeah, very specific. Uh, but yeah, you can't smoke while walking on the street anymore, which you can smoke in the street in America. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it might just be in crowded cities, but anyways. So he's smoking. It's 1971, so they don't Yeah, care. so he's minding his own business, and then it's like, you know, you hear the weird noise. He hears a weird noise outside, and he goes to look mm-hmm. outside. And then he turns around, and then there's the swastika that's painted on his wall. Yeah, it's like still, uh, still wet. Yeah, it's still wet paint, paint, and it's black. And he's thinking, why would someone do this prank? Yeah. And then we hear a voiceover, which we find out later is the chameleon. Yeah. So you know, he's looking around the room. And there's nobody in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is one of those uh, <laughs> one of those times where you don't actually have to have the person in frame try to hide him or do anything technical. Yeah. Just good old fashioned, not in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, basically, he's sitting here going. Um, you know, where's this, you were, he basically says who you are. Yeah, he explains you know, we, who the guy is. Wh- who you've explained already. And uh, it says that you were in charge of uh, this and such. And you were in charge of a submarine in the war 26 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and you've hidden a, a Nazi secret. Which, it, it's weird to think about how when this show was filmed, World War II was just 26 years ago. Yeah, it's it's pretty fresh. Yeah. So, and, and then he's talking about it as if it was, you know, just the other day. So, yeah. I mean. It makes the same thing. And this guy isn't, he's not old by any means. I don't picture him as venerable. He's definitely no, he's middle-aged. No, he's in his 40s at the oldest, yeah. you know? Like, he's had enough time now to switch to his current career. Yeah, he's, like, I think he's an architect or, or yeah. a city planner. Something like that. Um, It's safe to assume at the very least. We can rewatch the episode whenever. And you can, too. Yep. So, uh, he knows the location of a Nazi secret. Mm-hmm. Little side note, there is no self-proclaimed Nazi because they didn't call themselves Nazis. No, but we call them Nazis, we, and that's good them, enough. Yeah. So nobody cares about your opinion, Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh that was a term made up by the German exiles out of Germany mm-hmm. at, when they took over. Interesting. So they were something socialist, right? But um, so there's no self, such thing as a self-proclaimed Nazi. <laughs> so it, basically, this thing uh gives them a soft threat at first. Is gonna like you're gonna tell me this, and I'm the you know Shinigami. Yeah, he tells Shinigami he's the Grim Reaper, or sometimes in the context saying that he's death itself, right? Which is what the subtitle said. Makes sense. It makes sense, and I, and I say that's a soft threat because it's one of those things that. 
I mean, if you, especially if you're, you know, retired military, you're probably like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But Saw death every day. He's like, well, no, you're going to, you're basically going to tell me or else, you know, your uh, daughter, daughter in the hospital. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to. Not just daughter, sickly daughter yeah, in the hospital. Exactly. It's just going to, it's basically going to get it. So now it's a serious threat, right? Yeah. And I, I like the scene because um, when he reveals himself, uh, I don't know if it was a curtain or like a little plaster wall or something, but it, it really blended in with the room nicely. It was actually a camera trick. Yeah. It was the same way they do uh, twins. Oh. One actor playing twins. They overlapped. They just put the camera on like a tripod. Mm-hmm. They recorded it with nobody there, and they recorded with him just walking out from the side, and then they overlapped one half of the scene on the other half of the scene and just blurred the line in between okay. it. So it looked like he was fading into existence, but he was just walking across the scene. Yeah, it was a, it was a really cool scene how they did it. I mean, it's a, it's a very simple way they do it. Yeah, I mean, they, they put a lot of detail in the, into the reveal here because later on, it's basically he just appears out of thin air. Yeah. And it's very quick. But this time, they actually give you so the... So it was all dark and also added appearing. to it. Yeah. Right. And so I like that. So anyways, yeah, he's now like, okay, you're going to tell me or else I'm going to, uh, you know, go beat up your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so the guy doesn't. Yeah. He's obviously. like, I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And so Chameleon knocks him out. Yeah. He comes up in like, yeah, ancient Chinese secret. Judo chops. Yeah. Well, like the Vulcan death pinch or whatever. Yeah. Vulcan death pinch. Well, not the, not the death pinch, but whatever one knocks him out. I'm sure there's, sorry, Star, our Star Trek fans, I um can't remember what it's called. The funny thing about it is the judo chop, like judo, the main, I mean, I think there are in variations, but the main judo, there's no such thing no. as strike. <laughs> it's all grappling. But um, so then he knocks him out and he disappears, mm-hmm. but he's puppeteering him. Yeah. So it makes it look like he's just stumbling around. Like it looks like he's just kind of uh, like if you if you were to look down and look back up, you would think that he got hit and now he's just out of it. Yeah, so it looks like he's drunk. Yeah, They bring it up later, but he's just stumbling around, and what it is is the chameleon is puppeteering him from behind invisible. Yeah, yeah. And what it actually is is just the actor of the guy just walking around. Yeah, just stumbling around. (laughs) So he's uh, stumbling around. He gets outside, and well, he's not really stumbling around, but it looks like he's stumbling around. He's walking through the dark, uh, you know, darkly lit streets, and he just bumps into the group, basically the uh the uh cafe group. Yep, the two girls and the guy who finally gets his name. Like you've seen him on a few episodes, but Shiro is the is the name of the character. Yeah, but he would have been that like the bartender. Um, I think is who it is, right? Yeah, he's the other weight guy. Yeah, he's the other, the other guy. guy. Yeah, the, <laughs> the only other guy in the at the cafe. He's finally a character now. Uh, um, and so the two girls are on either side of him. And I guess they're just walking home by themselves at night. It's a night, and they're walking home, and uh, they're kind of making fun of the guy. But uh, yeah, he, he says he must have had a great night. <laughs> and the girls girls say you should make sure he gets home. Right. And the guy's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems very timid from his yeah. uh, introduction. Uh, and this is when they look down and they see that he has two shadows. Yep. Yeah. Um. And this freaks him out. Yeah, this freaks him out, and. They run away. Well, it's, it makes you think, how does he have two shadows if he's invisible? You know, I wasn't going to really. There like, is a thing that he's not invisible. Mm-hmm. He just is accurately uh, displaying the colors that are behind him. Right. So if that's the case, he would catch his shadow. Right. Because uh, the light would be hitting his back. His back and then casting the shadow. So he'd still be blocking the light. 
but from a straight on appearance, he looked like he he wouldn't look invisible. He'd look clear. Right. <laughs> but uh, the only other thing is maybe it is not an actual physical thing. He's making pe- people see he's invisible. Yeah, that could also be the thing. Uh, we would only know if we see Cameron. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if he's just cause, I mean, he would look kind of clear, but it's night, whatever. Right. Um. So I mean, there's money of ways it could. Yeah, whatever the superpower yeah. is. Um, so they, they run back into the cafe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how far away they were. I'm assuming they had just left the cafe and they were on well, the Well, they were walking street. home at least. Yeah, so because otherwise, was... why the heck did they run all the way back to the workplace? Yeah, so but, they were um, probably closer to the workplace. Yeah. yeah, so they run in and Hongo's sitting at the at the bar with Tachibana behind it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Their default stance of just looking at a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> they run in and they're like, oh, my God. It's Searching like for shocker activity. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's where they find it every time. Yeah. But no, they they basically, they burst through the door and Hongo's like, wow, you guys, like, you've seen a ghost. And they're like, we did. There was a man with two shadows. And instantly Hongo thinks, shocker. Yeah. Um, so it's like almost as soon as that's said. I mean, if I was Hongo, I'd think everything was shocker, too. Yeah, everything's shocker now. Uh, Somebody's choking on mochi. It's shocker. <laughs> yeah. What is that? What is that? That store is closed when it normally is open? Shocker. Shocker. I so mean, and most of the time he's right. So um, <laughs> so he's running down the street now, uh, like right where they were. You know, yeah. Very quick scene change. And now that we find out he has super hearing. Yes. So. It's great because I love it uh, because they just throw out random superpowers and I feel like. Yeah, I can tell that. Um, And any one of his superpowers would be enough for a whole show of this person having superpowers. Oh, yeah, definitely. There was a show called The Sentinel, and it was just about a guy who had his hands enhanced five senses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though we have more than five senses, we have like 12 or 14 senses. But because um, people don't think about the fact that your sense of balance is a sense. Uh-huh. And Plus, there's like, you know, uh, you know, there's for pain and for uh, the pressure, uh, pressure, there's warmth. But those are all counted as touch. Uh-huh. But there's also lumped together your sense of uh, gravity. Oh, sure. Time, I suppose, too, because a lot of people can figure out what time it is by just waking yeah, up. Yeah, uh, your sense of hunger. Oh, hmm. yeah. <laughs> so I guess you could, yeah. You could but yeah, the, the idea of the five senses is something archaic that doesn't really apply, but it works well in story. It's good enough. Um, but yeah, uh, your sense of an enhanced sense of balance is actually how Daredevil does most of his things. Yeah. Um, so he has enhanced hearing, and he hears somebody being dragged along. Yeah, he can hear him dragging on the ground, or not really dragging. Being dragged, so he followed the sound. Yep, and then it comes to he goes to a hospital. Yeah, and you see this uh, cute little girl doing some embroidery. She's maybe ten, twelve. Yeah, and she's like she's talking. in a hospital bed doing embroidery. Yeah, and he's just talking to a picture of her dad, who is the the guy that we were just seeing the the ex- officer. And we see that she has a lot of things in this hotel room. So she's been in this hotel room for a while. Yeah. This not hotel room, yeah. uh, hospital, hospital room. room for a while. And she's talking to the ho- uh, to a picture of her dad saying that she's making a present for him. Yeah. She's doing some crochet work. Crochet. Embroidery. Embroidery. Um, and then the door opens and it's her father stumbling in. And she says, yeah. Dad. And he falls down on the ground and Chameleon appears. Yeah. It's like he either dropped him or he pushed him either way. And he's like, boop, pops yeah. into existence. And then... Uh, and the suit's not horrible, by the way. I mean, no. the only thing that could have made it better was modern technology to make those eyes move and yeah, not just right so... now they they light up yeah um the belts always seem weird but that's a motif for all of them the big giant like wrestling belt uh-huh um or cummerbund since it actually it has to hold up pants to be considered a belt <laughs> but otherwise it's a cummerbund um uh but yeah they, they have the big 
big like belt buckle thing. Uh huh. Um, so the kids freaking out, and basically goons pop out behind him also. Yes. Yeah, and they some shocker goons running out of the hallway. And uh, I think that's interesting because they were nowhere near anywhere. Well, we've seen uh, them being being summoned before. Yeah, they just pop out of nowhere. I don't know what that is. They're like the Cybermen of yes, I'm a common like, rider. Yeah, just throw down some seeds and they'll grow. <laughs> but uh, um, basically, he picks the guy back up and uh, you know counter, knocks him away. Yeah, unjudo chops him with another yeah. judo chop, and. The guy wakes up and sees, he's like, where is he? And then he sees that his daughter's there. So base, basically what the shocker, uh, the chameleon was doing is, oh, you don't think we're really going to do this? Yeah. We're really going to do it. this. So then they start beating this girl up. Yeah, he says, how long are you going to hold out on your views while we're torturing your daughter? Yeah, which and do you just, value more? And they just start beating the girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just start beating her mercilessly. Which do you value, your secret or your daughter? And, and he goes, don't hit her. She just had surgery. <laughs> She's right. going to die. <laughs> um he says okay he doesn't say okay mm-hmm. but he looks at a model yeah of a, model a submarine. Of a submarine and the chameleon picks up on it is like is it in the model and he just kind of shakes his head he not and so i believe one of the goons goes over to grab it yeah and then hongo's hand whips out of <laughs> like behind a curtain with this let go my ego yeah because there's two uh so there's the bed in the middle of the room and there's a window on each side yeah so out of nowhere the, out of one of the windows, Hongo's hand comes up, grabs the model, and then Hongo does a kick out of the other window yeah. and pops into the room. Not transformed, just just regular just old straight Hongo. up Hongo, um, and just starts working these shocker. Goods. Yeah, while holding on to the model, this yeah. precious model, which is funny, is he has no idea. Oh, well, I guess he has super hearing, but yeah, so he knows there's something special about the model. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about a secret. He he doesn't know what the secret's about. He just knows that Shocker wants this model, and that's enough for Hongo to stop him. Yeah, and so before you can really do any serious, uh, uh, you know, butt kicking, everyone disappears. Like the lights go out, comes back on. There's nobody there except, except for him and the girl. Except him and the girl. Who they should have taken the girl, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, they just wanted the girl for, uh, to find out where the it is. They know it's now in the model. Yeah. So. I, that, but I still don't understand why they took the, the guy. Yeah, why even take him? There might be know. something later because, like we said, it's a two-part episode. Sure. And I don't really remember much about it. Because um, that was something I wanted to address. I was like, where the heck, why? You already have what you need. But yeah, but it's the second part, so they might bring it up. Right. Uh, and if they wanted to hostage, grab the girl. The girl would stop Hongo from doing stuff. Um, Anyways, so Hongo comforts the girl yeah. saying... I'm going to get your dad back. Making sure not to, like, grip her in any way. Yeah. <laughs> he learned his lesson from the last ah, kid. From the last three kids. Or, <laughs> um, And then it cuts to back to the cafe. Yeah, basically she says that you can take the model. It's very precious to my dad. And yeah. then he just has this awkward, like, five-second thing where he's, like, smiling and nodding, like, four times without like, saying anything. Like, I would have taken it anyways. Yes, um, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it goes back to the cafe, and... Tachibana's like, what happened? He's like, I got attacked by... So it, so it was Shocker. They were after this model. Why are they after this model? And it I don't appears, know. appears for the first time ever. And then they sh- shake, shake it. it. And he's like, oh, there's a sound there. This is the first time he's shaking it in this entire walk over and everything. They probably rode his motorcycle back. Oh, <laughs> He would have like had to and do effort to not shake it. Right. <laughs> uh, pops open the bottom and there's a map in there. Yeah, the map and it's for the. They're like, okay, where is this? Because it's kind of um, there's no words on it. It's just a location, like a treasure map almost. Yeah. And it's for the Upper Tama River. Yeah. It said. So based on topography, he kind of gets where it's at, where it is. Yeah. Um, which is a quarry, which means that the topography has changed. 
Yes, because now it's like he's like, oh, construction. Yeah, which I feel like um, makes sense because if the Imperial Navy guy is trying to, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe he was a con- surveyor or construction. Yeah, and he's trying to locate this because he had the map, but they had he didn't have the actual box. That could be, yeah. Um, so there's a blast. They're doing some yeah. work. Serendipitously, Hongo shows up. Yeah, right as they light blow up an area that reveals a cave. Yes, with exactly what this box is in the cave. So and that then was kind of funny. So some of the workers go into the cave. Now this is the part I don't get. I don't either. Because they see a floating torch and they think it's a ghost. Yeah, basically like a, a will o wisp is what they. It kinda so looks I'm like. thinking chameleons in there holding a torch. That's what I thought. Somehow he got there first and was already in this cave that was hidden. I'm like okay, yeah. So that's Ango goes in. There's no ghost. And then you see the chameleon on the ridge watching with binoculars. Unless he, like, ran back out. That's the only thing I can think of. But it's just so... There's like, like a missing scene or some sort. Yeah, I feel like they uh, they had an idea. They decided that it was going to take too long, and they cut it because it made no sense. And the funny thing about this that I loved was that the, the chameleon's looking through the binoculars, but, but like I said, his eyes don't move. So <laughs> the eyes are pointing outwards. Yeah, and the binoculars are right in front. <laughs> and he's, yeah, looking from front. So it's like, those binoculars are doing nothing for you. I can still you see the eyes. You should have had a, like a telescope. Yeah. Yeah, something. Or it, or like, just, and it's just it's a weird, <laughs> like, the side of his head. Cone one. Or you could have been looking sideways. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, chameleon. Yeah. Uh, so... Turns out that there is a box in there with a swastika on it. Yeah, a black box with, you know, again, swastikas on everything. Yeah. You're never going to be confused whether or not this relic is a Nazi relic. Literally everything. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got to plaster their logo on everything. Nazis got to do it, too. I mean. Yeah, this is a secret hidden stuff. We don't want people to know it exists. Let's put a Nazi symbol on it. That's yeah. going to totally hide you gotta it. You got to mark it. It's like putting your name on your lunch in the fridge. <laughs> um. So the the chameleon says, "Well, he's found the box. This makes it easy." Yeah. So and that's what kills me about it. You know, so that that like further solidifies the fact that he wasn't in the cave. Yeah. Right. Anyway, and I'm thinking, well, maybe Hongo can open the box because he's the cyborg. He's he's common rider. Sure. But that has nothing to do with it. Nope. Uh. Anyway, so Hongo's got the box. It's a plot hole. Whatever. Yeah. 1970s plot hole. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. Just letting it go. Uh. Yeah. Almost 40 years ago. Uh, <laughs> you are forgiven. No, it was almost 50 years ago. You know, I, I'm still living in 2010. I feel like every time that we come back to season one, we make this revelation that, oh, wait, it wasn't 40. It was 50 years ago. Well, that's one of the big deals about the uh, common render being available now is so that long. They, they're saying they were going to do a bunch of stuff for next year because next year will be the 50th anniversary. Uh-huh. And so they'll be going to be doing all these big things. So maybe they're gearing up for it. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be really um, cool. So, yeah, not zero one, one but whatever follows zero one one will be the 50th anniversary show. Right. Oh, and the other thing uh, I love about this whole scene is that we actually get an excuse for why they're in a construction area. Oh, yeah, reason why they're in a quarry. <laughs> because as he's riding away with a box, um, for some reason he's parked in the middle of the street talking to himself and basically... Uh, no, he's driving to the road. He's driving down, uh, like, one of the paths in the quarry. Right, right, right. But and he's then parked he's, in the middle of the road And then he reason. sees, well, because he sees a truck coming, and he parks probably to let the truck go by. Yeah, it's one of those uh, trucks that are used to, like, transport dirt. Yeah, and um, then, not, uh, just goods and or, stuff. Yeah, anything, like, you put timber in it, I suppose. Um, and like, then another one comes from the other side, and that, that's when he's like, ah, this is where it's at. Yeah, so they're basically trying to sandwich him between the two vehicles, and he does this, well, you know, he doesn't need a ramp. He's Hongo, and he can jump can jump his bike as well as himself 15 meters well yeah he can just grab the bike from the ground and just hop and hop it 
which of course activates his turbine. Yes. Yeah. So um, he lands the bike, and then there's no bike in the scene anymore because who needs a bike for a sword fight? Yeah. So they <laughs> they get onto the 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 dirt clods where they're always fighting, and uh, guy swings his sword and he grabs the sword. And he starts sword and fighting. Yeah, there's like six or seven dudes with the really thin blades, which, um, you know, when it zoomed in on it, I don't even know what kind of, it, it was like a GTA almost. Like it had these little tiny thin catch guard things. I think it was a rapier. Yeah, like a weird Japanese version of a... I think it was a standard rapier. They just grab whatever they can. I don't know, man. It because had a really the, weird uh, handle. Uh, well, one of the things is that, as we know, the shocker is more European. Uh-huh. Because it's, uh, so it's got ties to the, to yeah, the, the Nazi. Nazi. Anyways, he beats them all up, and then he grows away. As, you, as you'd expect. Yeah. yeah. There's not much. I mean, it's, it's a cool fight and everything, but there's not much to talk about. No. So then it goes back to Shocker Base. I think, yeah, Shocker Base. It should immediately go to Shocker Base, yeah. And they're talking about that they, got to, they have to study Kamen Rider so that they can find out a way to beat him. Yeah, which so is funny because they designed Kamen Rider. You know, I, I was wondering that. I figured the way I rationalized it was that they were creating him, but they didn't have time to do the tests on what they made. It's like maybe yeah. like a totally I think also experimental process. beyond what they thought he would be. That could be too. Like because of how cool just, Hongo was. Yeah. He's, he was just the best of the yeah. best. We just didn't know it. Um, but um, yeah, so he probably would have been worse if they would have brainwashed him. Oh God, can you believe it? But uh, Supreme Leader is basically telling these scientists, "Hey, figure this out, and here's what we know already." And this is when you actually get to see white people. Um, yeah, th- this German is a, scientists. Yeah, I'm assuming German scientists speaking a very slow pronunciation of Japanese. Yeah, speaking as it's the second language, right? Which. Right. It is what he's supposed to be, yeah. And um, they figure out the weakness. The weakness is you got to make it so that he doesn't have air. Yeah, so to basically stop the turbine from spinning and put him in a box. Yep. Problem solved. Yeah, which works out pretty good because that's where he gets his power from. Yeah, yeah, the wind. Uh, then it goes to the university. Yeah, we're back to the guy, his go-to buddy. Yeah, his... Who I feel like someday is going to become a shocker goon because... The guy, the guy who... Because everybody who's from Hongo's past becomes a shocker goon. Yeah, and this um, guy is, you know, he's so far helped him out with, like, chemistry and geology and now uh, uh, Nazi uh, Biology <laughs> and... I think this is actually the smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm wondering if this is actually the same guy or if I'm just having one of those uh, same face syndromes where... Because they're in the same lab coat and they have the same haircut, maybe I'm not even looking. I think at their it's face. the same guy, but because I don't remember his name every single time, he's like a one-on character for thirty seconds. Yeah, for three episodes. So. Oh, I think it is the same guy because he's referred to by name. Right. Later. That's, that's why t- I'm assuming safely. I feel. But so uh, the guy says, oh, "I can't open it. It has no lid. But when you look at it, it has a lid. It's it's very obvious. Okay. In some scenes, it's hidden well." I've noticed, like, later on when they're looking at it, it doesn't look like there's one. But I, in this scene, there's so think clearly this is, a lid. this is the case of we got too good a quality image. I feel like it, yeah. Like, maybe back then it was... Because it's like, cause the Common Rider, from, it's from Blu-ray. So it's actually, uh, they remastered it for Blu-rays. Uh, so it's in 720, because okay. that, that's the best you're going to get. But on a standard definition TV in the 70s, you would just see a black box. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, some scenes you can't Did tell. I tell you about, like, the whole color, how a bunch of uh, stage directors lost lost their jobs from when we went to, when TV went to color? Oh, because of how weird you'd have to make the... the... No, because uh, one of the prerequisites for being, a like, a stage maker was being colorblind. Oh, yeah, so that way you're not worried about whether it's pink or not. But no, but no so you can, like, look and mm-hmm. see because... You can't just make everything white. No. Oh, and you can't just make everything black. Things are actually colors. Yeah. 
so that they come across differently, like greens and shades of... Yeah. And so if you were colorblind, you'd actually be able to see how it would actually look on the screen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, pictures of what sets looked like. And they were just all weird. It's like it. weird pink and, and reds and like greens, like... Yeah, Ho- it would horrible eye vomit. Like I feel like I would, but yeah, so, rubbing my uh, eyes constantly. Uh, direct, uh, like uh, set designers were who were colorblind were all the rage because they were the ones that could make it look like what it should be on the screen. Uh-huh. But then when they went to color, a bunch of them lost their jobs. Like, oh, sorry about you. <laughs> you had your chance. They didn't even know that they were colorblind. They just thought they were really good at designing sets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it has no lid. It really has a lid, but it has no lid for the sake of the story. For the sake of the story. Oh, we forgot to mention that when he went to the university, pulled up, and uh, Ruiko and uh, Tachibana were there. Yeah. And he gave Tachibana his motorcycle to tune-up. Yep. And at first, you're thinking, that's kind of convenient. But he did just come back from a quarry, mm-hmm. so there would be a lot of dust and things right, like that. Right, right. Tachibana's the motorcycle expert. Yeah, Tachibana's the expert in the motorcycle. And so um, Ruiko is there, and they go... Uh, Hongo leaves it with his friend, says, see what you can do. I'm going to go. I got go. stuff to do. Yeah, they're going to go visit uh, the girl. Well, they I get believe. into the taxi, uh, Hongo and Ruriko. He gets in the taxi and tells him to go to the hospital because he wants to visit the, the, the girl. Yeah. And this is also where you get a little bit more motivation for Ruriko. Yeah. She wants to stop Shocker because she doesn't want anybody else to end up like her. Yeah, she's worried for the girl because if she could lose her dad the way that Ruriko lost her dad. Yeah. And so, yeah, she wants to avoid that and see if she's doing okay and what she can do to help. And then they're all driving and... All of a sudden, the driver takes a left turn when he should have taken a right turn and starts speeding up. And Hongo says, what are you doing? You know... That's not the right way. Hey, what's going on? The guy's ignoring him. Then he stops on the side of a river. Yeah. Turns around, and it's actually a jarring effect, but it works well. See, guy, and then poof. Guy turns around, and just one frame later, chameleon. Chameleon. Yeah, pa. Which would, in real life, be a more useful ability than a transformation sequence. Yeah, for real, just pop. Kind of like a teleportation would be better if it was just there one second gone the next yeah, second or or a poof of smoke or something like that yeah uh it wouldn't look as cool but it would be much more useful in real yeah, life definitely so more, um, um he, the uh chameleon enacts the plan he presses a button yeah basically the uh you know like how limos have the uh closing window between the, the privacy driver. screen yeah yeah so this is a regular cab and now the privacy screen kind of rolls up well the interesting thing was is that this is an older cab i realized it while watching it because Hongo had to open the door. Yeah. So taxis in Japan, the driver can remote control the back doors. These days or back then? These days. Okay. Uh, they might have back then in the newer one. But okay. they can open and close the door from the driver's seat. Okay, that's cool. So they open the doors. You get in, and when you get to the spot, they open the door. You don't have to touch the door at all. Yeah. Uh, but taxis are super expensive. Um, it's like <laughs> you'll see them advertising deals of it's only only what was it 850 yen for the first 100 meters or something ridiculous oh, like that jeez no thanks <laughs> yeah just get a bus get a bus card just everyone walk okay. <laughs> um yeah i don't take taxi plus you have to explain where you're going anyways so this is the plan because he's in the back seat of the taxi which is a small box mm-hmm. and he turns on some gas yeah so basically he rolls up the window boxes him in 
Um, now, in this case, I don't know why his normal super strength isn't able to bash out a regular window or anything. I'm assuming this is a reinforced cab or special something. Ta- special tactic. That's how I... Because, uh, I mean, even though he's not in his uh, suited form, he's still shown to be... Super strong, Incredibly yeah. strong, like breaking metal just on accident, not yeah. even trying to be yeah. strong. So, it must be reinforced plexiglass. Yeah, that's or how I'm getting with yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. Shocker technology. Yeah, so him and Ruriko basically get knockout gas. Yep. And then... James Bond style. And then... And the chameleon man twirls his mustache and then because they tie him up and put him on train tracks. So seriously, (laughs) in in a throwback to the staple of uh, old school, you know, drama, they get tied up and put on the train tracks like a Western or something. Well, that's the thing is it's one of those things that nobody knows where it started. It just became accepted. It's a thing. But it is. But it never happened in all those old movies. (laughs) Well, the damsel in distress tied up on the train tracks was never a thing. What usually happened was that the hero was tied up on the train tracks and the damsel would come free him and then he would go beat the bad guy. Right. So the damsel in distress. I think that's a cartoon like Looney Tunes made that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like the um, changing in a phone booth. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like nobody knows where the idea of Superman changing in a phone booth came from. Yeah. Because it didn't happen in the classic comics. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, it became this thing and understood. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so train, uh, on the train tracks, and so... So, yeah, so basically it's explained via um, our voiceover. narrator that is saying that they both got knocked out, but Takeshi's, yeah, his super, I'm sorry, Hongo's super... Uh, constitution you're both right it's hongo right i was gonna call him hongo just keep consistent yeah but uh, yeah hongo's uh constitution makes him recover 10 times faster than the normal man from like poisons or anything i'm sure like healing so this is something that is funny and that's giving exact numbers yeah sometimes but so the greatest one is when you get the number of 10 times more strong than the average man how strong is the average man? Yeah, whatever. You, just say he's super strong. Yeah, you know. Then you can because it's a television show. It's a story, right? So they can just allow the story to change. You don't have to give exact numbers, right? I mean, okay. Like for example, um, how long is a meter? Two me- feet, about three feet. Yeah, like three feet. Okay, so um, he did, on this very episode when they were discussing what his weaknesses were, they said that he can jump fifteen meters, which is well, what I thought was 45 feet. And I already know he can jump way farther yeah. than that. Yeah. I mean, episode one is like, poof, I'm on top of a mountain. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, th- that was before they knew what they were doing. So it's like, try to shy away from hard numbers unless you're totally sure ahead of time what you're going to do with the math. You know what I mean? Hard like, numbers for superpowers are for RPGs. They're n- yeah. they're not for story. They're really not. I mean, when just say someone has su- got super speed, and then through the process of the story... You prove how fast they are. Right. Just say somebody's super strong, and then through the process, just keep it consistent or give reasons why. Right, yeah. You know, you get into these debates based on math that wasn't really accurate for what's going on anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole death battle thing. <laughs> yeah, here we go. With like, how many? The death battles, they, they, just, they just do whatever math they feel <laughs> like. The, the, the best one is they talk about speed. That's what I was thinking exactly was the flash. I was going to bring it up, and then I was like, you know what? Let's not even mention it because I'm going to go on this whole long. Well, no, that, they talk about like the difference of speed between uh, like Goku and Superman. Uh-huh. Now, I'm, a, I'm, I'm probably unique in the fact that I'm a huge fan of both Goku and Superman, mm-hmm. but I realized like they came up with the idea that Superman would beat Goku, and I agree with that, mm-hmm. but not the way they got it. Right. 
they talked about the speed of Superman versus the speed of Goku, and that's two different speeds. Uh huh. That's a travel speed versus a fighting speed. Yeah. It's trying to say, like, who's faster, Usain Bolt or Bruce Lee. Yeah. It's like you're not really met- – the metric isn't the you're same. Be- you're, you're, you're measuring apples and oranges. Yeah, foot speed versus hand speed or, you know, how or quickly – Or Zach Bitter. Zach Bitter is the, the one that most people don't realize. Zach Bitter holds the world uh, – holds the – I think it's the North American world record for the most miles run in 12 hours huh. straight. Wow. He ran 12 hours straight. And but yeah, I mean, like, it'd be like comparing, you know – I mean, he barely – I mean, he ran, like, a hundred and – Something he ran like 108 miles straight, just not stop running, running crazy, yeah, but not very fast. But if you look at it, like you know, he holds a world record for speed, right? Because he, so it's 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 why I it's the same reason why I hate the term IQ because you can't judge somebody based on one number, right? Anyways, but 600 IQ Hongo could, yeah, 600 IQ Hongo, he could figure that out based on, I mean, that's that's probably the reason why he can jump so high. (laughs) Um, anyway, so he's 10 times more resilient. Uh, that all being said, he's 10 times more resilient than a normal person so he wakes up and sees the train coming he's like oh what and you know he hulks his way out of the chains as expected and then i'm thinking to myself oh he's gonna jump because we know that he can jump he's super strong but no he does something even cooler he gabs rico and he goes underneath the track because they're on a suspension bridge and he just holds them both by one hand underneath the thing totally smooth yeah and then it was refreshing it wasn't the same jump like every freaking time yeah it was it was yeah it was refreshing to see that oh no he's really strong so he just held him underneath it was great it's much safer for her really if you think about it yeah so then it goes back to the university yeah so um Tachibana and the guy who's named Shiro like I said the the but no his, his verse is in the university and the guy is putting away it realizes that it's after midnight right yeah so because they they basically walk up on him as he's leaving well in the room first you see that he's putting away a blowtorch. Oh, yeah. Oh, because he's been trying everything. <laughs> he's been I, trying everything. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's a blowtorch. He's like, oh, it's late. I should probably go home. Yeah. And he puts it uh, He puts it away, gets this thing, and then he walks out, and he runs into Tachibana and Hiro? You said his name was? Shiro. Shiro. Uh, and I don't know if you got this, but I thought, this isn't really Tachibana. This is a fake Tachibana. Oh, with the way he was talking and stuff? Yeah, the way he was talking. These, this is like a shock, two shocker goons in disguise, or this is a chameleon guy and a shocker goon. And the way they were moving and the way they were talking. Uh-huh. And the fact that uh, he said, oh, did Hongo send you? He said, oh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was very, basically, this episode's got you thinking. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's actually Tachibana. Yeah, it is Tachibana. But the point is, it's got you thinking maybe it could be a, a doppelganger. But I, I, I've said this before. I've seen these episodes, like, a couple times before. Every single time, I think it's a fake Tachibana. <laughs> I remembered it. And it was like... Wait a minute! I thought this was a fake Tachibana the last time I watched this. Now, episode. It's, just, now it's your memory. You can't. You remember yeah. remembering that. And here now it's now it's just like no Tachibana's just not acting very good at this point. Um, he says, "Okay, yeah, um, you go home." And then he tells Shiro, "Give uh, Hongo a call." Yeah, because he's supposed to be here, but he's not yet. Yeah, obviously we know where he is, but yeah, give Hongo a call. I'm gonna go into this, and Shiro's just like, "What?" And then we learn the reason why he didn't want to take the guy home at the beginning of the episode. It's because he was afraid to be by himself. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's a, just a coward. <laughs> very timid. So just afraid of everything. So He was but, actually using the two girls to protect him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's just like, whatever, call him. And then he goes into the room. Yeah. And he's trying to call Hongo, and it's just ringing. I don't know who, where he's calling. He's probably calling back to the uh, cafe. It's just ringing, and uh, the uh, chameleon sneaks up on him. Or kind of disappears and taps him yeah. on the shoulder. It's kind of hard to say. We don't know. He just appeared out of thin air. Yeah. Is it called sneaking when you're invisible? 
<laughs> right? Yeah. And like, he thinks it's Tachibana. Turns out it's not. Yeah, he's like, hey, boss, I can't get a hold of him. And then and then it goes on the inside, and they're fighting. Uh, Tachibana's fighting them, like he always does. Yeah, so they walk in. Tachibana sees him. He, he grabs it. He's just not scared of anything. He's like, he, I don't remember what he said, but basically he called him a monster, and he's getting ready to throw down. Yeah, it's something about the fact that they purposely made it in the show that no normal human was stronger than Hong, than Common Right. Obviously. So, but they would have normal humans be able to fight off Shaka Goons, but like three or four, and then the, the the next one would knock him down. Yeah, it's like you can you can he can maybe take on one in an actual fight and actually dispatch him if it was, but you, he definitely can't take on anywhere near as many. Yeah, and especially with the varied and attacks and the main box. Definitely not. No. Um. So, anyways, they take the box. Uh. And as they're leaving, um, Hongo appears and basically judo chops one of the goons. You just see kind of a quick scene of him grabbing him by the mouth and then ta. Yeah. And then the next thing you see is they're all in a van going and then it zooms over and it shows that Hongo has dressed up as a shocker goon. Yeah. So he's, he's basically in the shocker goons getaway vehicle. Uh, nobody notices because I guess they don't uh, take stock in each other at any point. And I pointed out this is the problem with having all of you guys wear masks. Yeah. And this is like one of those um, stereotypical like black masks that only cover from like the nose maybe up. Domino mask. It's a little yeah. bit bigger than a domino mask. Like the, it's like a masquerade mask. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I always made fun of like the domino mask in like comics and things and in TV shows. Uh-huh. Where it's just said obvious who it is which problem with that especially with Tachibana or I mean not Tachibana sorry, uh-huh. especially with Hongo because he has such a distinctive but chin then, compared to everyone then I watched it's not very definitely not compared to the comic but I watched the spirit oh yeah you never saw that guy without the mask no I have no idea who that actor is I feel like I could probably um, point him out like the the problem is is that we see the characters next to each other all the time uh-huh. and that's why it's easy for us to recognize the right, difference right, right. but if you'd never seen them before right so it pointed out in uh another horrible movie the green lantern live action movie mm. when hal jordan came up to carol uh, carol and his in his costume and stuff like that and she's like how he's just like how'd you how'd you know it's me she's like i'm i've known i've seen you naked yeah <laughs> how do you think covering up your cheekbones is gonna hide you from me <laughs> right and that's because they knew each other yeah and so this is, seems like it seems like he shouldn't have been able to pull it off with just a small mask like that but we're just letting it also, go also all the shocker guns are brainwashed true yeah so you know um so he points out that they're going towards the lake which is what near the the box was located i do like this scene though because it uh at least shows that he's willing to make plans that aren't just like, hey, I'm going to chase them on my bike. Yeah. And pretend that somehow they don't see me chasing he's, them on my bike. He's buying time so that he can infiltrate the shocker base. Because yeah. he's more about, he's not about um, just stopping the plan of the week. He's about stopping shocker. Yeah. And so he's really doing that where he he wants to infiltrate their HQ. Yeah. Not just another random base. Yeah, a little side outpost. Um, So it goes to the shocker base and then the doctor comes out, Dr. Hendrix, basically the the stereotypical white guy, yeah, Doctor German. We'll call him Doctor German. I forgot what his actual German name was, but he's got a big giant iron cross. Yeah, it's like um the it's, Templar out the Templar cross, but black instead of red. I think it's called an iron cross. It's a yeah, German. It's, it's actually cross. a Nazi thing. It's like a um I remember correctly. It's a it's like a German medal. It's like a German uh uh I 
think he was treated like a German Purple Heart, not Purple Heart, but a Medal of Honor. Right. But he has this big giant one. It's Massive. Just says, just says German Nazi. I'm a Nazi. Yeah, he's got his bling. He's got bling for days. Um, and he puts up a pretty cool idea that what it is is that there's a device in this box that it's emitting a frequency, and when you respond with the same frequency, the box opens itself. Right. Which shows that it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, and he whips out this uh, little stethoscope-looking thing with a Nazi symbol on it, of Na- course. Nazi symbol on it, of course. He just happened to have it um, uh, to open up the box, but then Great Leader. Yeah. Because Great, I, we've mentioned before, Great Leader is just a voice. Yeah. But he comes out of this giant bird eagle, yeah, which Nazi is another eagle. Nazi symbol yeah. that has a light that glows in the center, and it glows and it shows the Great Leader's voice. So the great leader sums up and says, I just got word from Tokyo. Chameleon, Chameleon, you've brought us another treasure. Yeah. And he says, what? You went with six men. One guy is still in Tokyo. Six minus one is five. We got hung- we got Kamen Rider here. Yeah, because <laughs> there's six people there. So, yeah. It's like, wait, that means one of you is an imposter. And yep. so automatically he just reveals himself rather than let them figure it out. With this horrible quick chain scene where he I just like. I love the quick change. Okay, so. He takes off his mask and his whole outfit is now. It's a ninja, ninja change. <laughs> so, uh, in. There's the uh, Hurricane, which is an ninja one, obviously, but also in uh, Time Ranger to Sentai, they transform ninja wise. Oh, which is like. Poof. But no, they transform ninja wise by they grab their shoulder of clothes, they grip a bunch of clothes, they fling it. And it like covers the screen, and then they're in their ninja clothes underneath. Yeah. So yeah, this is basically he's in this very tight spandex, the same way all these games. There's no way you've got a full suit. Okay, so <laughs> no so way. I I was watching. It was this extra thing called Common Rider Shinobi. Okay, so it was about like a future Common Rider who's a ninja based Common Rider. Okay. Okay, so he's in his ninja gear, right? And his sister says, "You got to go to your job now." And he says, okay, and then he does the ninja thing, and he's wearing a suit and tie with a satchel <laughs> underneath, right? A, like a briefcase satchel on the side. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to my job. And then he runs around the corner and does it again, and it's back in the ninja costume <laughs> <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> but in uh, Time Ranger, they have this, like— Wearing short sleeve shirts under long sleeve shirts. <laughs> yeah, under short in Time shirts. Ranger, they have this full uh, bodysuit that cha- they use to transform into— and, like, yeah, they'll be wearing, like, short sleeve dresses and stuff like that and just rip it off and wearing this full bodysuit. <laughs> I love it. I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's perfect amount of cheesy. Yeah. So, um, so basically, he tears away this mask, and now he's in his uh, typical swinger uniform. Yeah, and so then he starts fighting, and it turns out that this was actually the trap. Yeah, because he, he goes to do his uh, transformation and falls down a hole, essentially. Yeah. Well, he falls down a hole. They open the thing. It falls down the hole, and the wind of the hole is what activates the transformation. Okay, so that's what it was. It wasn't that he yeah. intended to change. And that is the end of the episode. Yeah, they're like, uh, to be it, continued. will he defeat the blah, blah, blah? And then I stopped watching because I don't want to see any spoilers. Yeah. Uh, actually, I saw a guy on YouTube. He does uh, covers of Japanese songs. I think he's German. But he has tattooed on his arm. He has the two be continued in Japanese. The hmm, Suzuku. Yeah, Suzuku tattooed on his arm, which is actually like a pretty cool like tattoo because you see it everywhere. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Probably here soon. I want to wait till this whole sickness thing dies down. I want to get a uh, henshin. Oh, that'd be, yeah. Uh, I have, like, but that's what that. Okay. Henshin tattooed on my forearm, the kanji for it. Right. And it's, uh, have you ever heard of Inkapa? Hmm. They're semi permanent tattoos. So unlike a temporary tattoo that washes off like in a day or even like henna that's a couple of days, these last for like two to three weeks. Okay. And so it's actually a really good idea for 
testing. See if you like it. Yeah. So I got them for my arm so I can see which way I want it to fit. Oh. Got two of them, the same one, for like, and then I try it one way and try it the other way to see like where I want the um, which kanji to be on top and which kanji to be on the bottom. So it makes it. perfect sense. But anyways, so uh, yeah, so not only so we're gonna have a whole nother episode. Like I said, it's called Grim Reaper Chameleon Dual Site of World Expo, which means that they have a whole nother twenty minutes of this story. Oh yeah, because we still haven't figured out what the weapon is. No, I mean because it's obviously gonna have to start off with him getting out of the trap. Yeah, at which point they're gone. Yeah. And then he also still has the father, still captured. Yeah, who we haven't seen since. Yeah. So there's a lot to do in the next story. So yeah. um, one of the funny thing is, is that this is the first time it wasn't Monster of the Week. It was Monster of the Fortnite. Yeah. Also, I mean, it, it, there's still also the Ruriko talking to the girl. I'm sure that's going to be touched on. I feel like it. Yeah. Especially since it, how much she said in the taxi, it'd be kind of weird to leave her character out of the story from that point. Yeah. Um, like but yeah, but yeah this is the first time it's happened, but this is not the first time we've seen it, because this style of two-part episodes is what the entirety double. of Double yeah. is. It's like, and it's actually Double, double Fose, I think actually Decade had it too, and also Kiva. It actually goes for like seven, eight years where it's two, two episodes. Two episodes. So um, what's interesting is they start on uh, odd episodes and end on even episodes. This one starts on an even episode. Oh, yeah, because um, their whole show is like that, but usually the last three are a big three-part. Okay, that makes sense. Um, or maybe a single Christmas episode they'll throw in there. So do you want to switch it up and start off with your suck? Oh, yeah. So, um, I think my, my suck is the, the poor train plot, the poor <laughs> train plan. I mean... He's unconscious. Stab There's so him many in the things face. you can do. Just yeah. stab him in the face. So many <laughs> things. Get me done. Stab him in the face. But Take no. him back to Shocker. Brainwash him again. Come on. <laughs> White, reapply the gas before yeah. you get him out of the vehicle. Yeah. I mean, the other things I can forgive, but this one is just like so. It's pretty bad. Yeah. So mine is in a similar vein. The one that the one that gets me is uh just just showing up right as the the people who are doing their normal work exposes the cave it's like that's just too coincidental you know like it it should have been like one of those oh and they're doing uh excavating at this exact moment or something like that i don't know but the fact that um also that the chameleon was there too despite not having the map i'm assuming he was following behind the whole time stealthy in the background because otherwise, how does he know where to go if, if he's never seen the map, which is the whole point of, yeah. you know. So I'm just assuming he was following Hongo because Hongo ran away with the model. Yeah. Um, so I forgive that. But the fact that you just show up right as, oh, we're blasting it now. Uh-huh. Look at that. What's that cave that didn't get blown up? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> the plot convenient. Right. So Just too convenient. For Segoy, what I thought was a wow was I really liked fact that hongo was willing to let them take the box follow them mm-hmm. and disguise like he had a plan yeah yeah it was definitely a lot more involved than just chasing on the motorcycle Because every other time is yeah he chased some of the motorcycle or he would just beat them up in the hospital yeah right uh, there uh, the, uh, the, the university so <laughs> nice of him to think of it to think <laughs> yeah uh, once again in a similar vein i was excited that shocker's learning like there's actually you get to see part of the meeting like okay look this guy's a problem he yeah. keeps messing with stuff what do we do we got to come up with a plan yeah so they're not just like every single time let's just throw more goons at it I, you know i have uh i have monster uh bunny man just waiting for his turn to jump in this episode uh chameleon and come i don't think they exchanged a punch nope no, because the only fight that they could have um, was at the hospital. Yeah, and he like does a kick, and then they all disappear because they don't want yeah. no, no part of that. So yeah, that's that's pretty uh, pretty good 
Yeah, so this episode all around was pretty good because it shows that both uh, both Hongo and Shocker as a whole are willing to change their plans up to this point. Yeah. A lot of adaptation. Makes me, you know, a little bit more excited for the uh, the show's plot. Yeah, I don't know how far it goes, but yeah, there's, there is definitely something to say about the fact that they're working, they're thinking. Right. Yeah, a little bit more thought into what's happening as a series, not just what's happening next week. Yeah. So with that, does it affect your writer ranking? You know, um, it. I bet it does. Where is he now? Okay. So right now, Ichigo is number two. Number two. With number one being double. Double, yeah. And three being zero. So one of the things that um, was kind of holding Ichigo back, or Hongo, is that uh, it's really just the same thing all the time. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this week it's showing that he's adapting his strategy. Um, he's a little bit more involved with the other characters in a normal capacity. You know, as far as him just kind of chilling out and responding with, oh, it looks like you guys have seen a ghost, you know. Uh, that being said, said I'll, I'll bump him up to one for now, but I feel like Double's going to reclaim that spot just because, you know, we're in, getting on an ending of a two-parter episode. Yes. You know, but uh, I feel like, yeah, this, it's kind of relevant. I don't see, the thing is, by the time that these series are over, I don't see Hongo being in the number one spot. I just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, is also he'll have twice as long. That's true. So, I mean, it kind of makes it a little, little weird considering. Because we'll be doing Common uh, Rider because it's double the length of the other. Right. There's technically only nine seasons in Showa, mm-hmm. but Common Rider is double the length. So we'll do Common Rider for um, Kuga and Agito and then double in O's. Yeah. Um, but so that'll get you a lot more. And also. It's not like spoilers or anything. Ichigo comes back in like a bunch of other stuff. And so he's just going to be constant. And, you know, I'm cool with that, too. I'm just saying that as far he's, as... He's, he's one of the legendary seven riders, the initial seven riders. Yeah, because as far as his um, character building in the amount of time, it's not as strong as the other characters, which I feel is going to impact his rankings in the middle of the season. You know, where I'm like, okay, I know these guys enough, and I know where their stories are going, where it's just still kind of the same thing. That's what I'm assuming. But I could be totally wrong. You know, this yeah. is but also like after like 50 episodes, you might see like, especially with the first episode of uh, because we'll only be doing active writers. Right. So when we go to the next thing, it'll be just Ichigo at the top of his own <laughs> list. Be Ichigo, Kuga, and I mean, uh, Ichigo, Agito and O's, which is one episode. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And um, and I'm fine with that, too, because really it, it would just be too hard to figure out writer rankings if we had to update the entire thing like five years from now. Yeah, we'll we'll throw them into <laughs> a master list. You will throw them into the master list when a season ends. Yeah. And I think that's just the best and then, way to go back. When we do that, we'll might they might be all over the place different because we'll be taking them in the entirety of their story, not just where they are at that point. Right. Um because a story could end really well, but then you look at the whole story and it's not very good along yeah. the, along the way. And the funny thing is, too, is like if I ever go back and watch the season again on my own, I, I might, you know, three years from now, I'd be like, you know what? I gave uh, I gave Kuga a bad rap. I feel like it should be here now that I've seen it yeah. again. And so there's that to look out for. Or you watch it, you're like, actually, when I watch this whole series and binge it, it's crap. It's not <laughs> as good as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> In retrospect. Yeah. In retrospect, it's crap. <laughs> So the, the uh, so I had talked about the next episode of Common uh, uh, Rider already. The title being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think? You think there's gonna be a fight at a, an expo? <laughs> right. Um. Also, I'm just curious. Uh, a World Expo usually would be like a bunch of people showing off new advancements in science well, it's, or agriculture. It, it's the ex. It's the expo site. Ah. 
Uh, so it's so uh, maybe they're after, setting up a bomb or something. Well, after uh, World War II, they held a World Expo, I believe, in Japan as part of to like fans part of the the world again. Uh huh. It's also just a few years after World War II, they held they hosted an Olympics. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is really important the whole coming up at the new Olympic in Tokyo. Uh huh. This um, is the second time in however long. I think it's the third time. Oh, okay, but, third time. Uh, especially because of the new the new emperor right um and all sorts of stuff which is the reason why they're going through with it even with whatever the, everything's going on in the world well i mean you can't stop with how much money they put into it they, yeah you can't um so uh anyways our next episode will be common rider kuga yep episode six and like i said common rider kuga every episode is one word yep but when you translate it it's not always one word right uh the one word in Japanese is seiru, which translates to, like, azure or blue dragon. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can thank you, Yuhakusho, for that. Yeah. Uh, the, me knowing it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for us, it will be azure dragon. Azure. But um, it's still one word. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's what happens when you put things in different languages. Um, So, any other thoughts? Uh, You know, not really. I just feel like... um. Hopefully the box is going to have something. I'm still, I'm pretty sure it's going to be some sort of let's blow up the expo site or set up a trap or something like that. Yeah. It just seems like the best. Uh, I mean, it could be a biological. I, I mean, yeah, sure. I, and it could be anything. I could be. I've been I, wrong I, before. I seriously don't remember what was in the box. So that's going to be fun for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Be What's in the box? Story. And of course, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always excited for Kuga, except for the Dirt Pike episode. That was just kind of lame. Oh yeah. There's always that episode. <laughs> Everybody gets one. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a two-parter. <laughs> we'll get to it when we get to Heaven's Tornado. You learn. <laughs> okay. And that's the end of the episode, guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion, or you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail. You can always find additional information on our website, fanboyopinion.com. If you're having trouble finding our podcast or just want it on the podcatcher of your choice, be sure to let us know. And please rate and review us whenever possible. It really helps out. Anyway, we're going to head out. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you all next time.